And we're back with another episode of the Jets Way podcast. It's I'm your host, Jake Simone, joined as always by Sean Kennedy. Sean, I don't think I need to ask how you're doing today. I could only assume you're just as sick to your stomach as I am. But what's going on, man? Uh, yeah, not good to say the least. I don't know exactly what stage of grief I'm in right now, but I'm in, I know I'm in a stage. Now, take us through your thought process when you saw Frank Gore stumbling across the first down marker, fist pumping, <laughs> fist pumping after the Jets get their first win of the season after 13 previous attempts. It's just so Jets. There's, there's no other way to put it. It's just very Jets-like. We have this coach who probably set the franchise back who knows how much, how many years, uh, he has the uh, almost 40-year-old running back out there just feeding him the ball. It's like he's he's t- trying to twist the knife in Jets fan's stomach right now, and he knows exactly what he's doing. And my heart sank as soon as I see him get that first down. Yeah, it's just straight-up garbage. Um, there's no other way around it. The fact that he's still here is an embarrassment. He serves no more use to us. The tank is in grave danger. Uh, this guy clearly is trying to win. Now, we didn't think he was trying to lose. We thought he was just so incompetent that they'll just keep losing. That's out the window. Um, he should be fired now. Make uh, – who, who could we make? The, make Bob Cooter the head coach. Uh, I don't care. <laughs> just make somebody the head coach. James Morgan should, should have been the starting quarterback for the last, like, four or five weeks, if you want to be completely honest with you. They should have shut Sam Darnold down for the season when he was hurt with his shoulder. You had the perfect out. Could have started Flacco a couple more games, lost in all likelihood, and then say, okay, Sam's hurt. We're going to start James Morgan. But this franchise is just so freaking clueless, man. Clueless. They don't even know how to tank properly. Any Mm -hmm. other competent franchise saw that this team doesn't have a quarterback. And I don't want to hear people say Darnold played well yesterday. He made some routine throws, throws that every quarterback should be making, that Patrick Mahomes makes with his left hand probably. Okay, he didn't play that good. Everything was thrown in front of the line of scrimmage. They were—they didn't ask him to do too much yesterday. He made a couple of great escapes, but oh, whoop-de-damn-do! It's just yes. terrible, man. Terrible management, terrible coaching, terrible players. Everything is just absolutely terrible. I'll tell you, I don't—I don't blame Gase and the players for trying to win. I, no one wants to have their name attached to 0-16, but one person, I kind of have a kind of big problem with is Joe Douglas. He's letting Gase go out there and exactly a almost 40-year-old running back the ball, just letting the franchise disintegrate into pieces. Not playing a young guy like Ty, Ty Johnson or Adams. Just it's hurting the team. Like how can you sit there and be Joe Douglas and not see that this is hurting the team? Like even a win does not do anything for us. You're hurting the team. That's exactly what you're doing. The writing was on the wall for this team for weeks. Douglas should have saw this. Darnold, as soon as Darnold got hurt again, you had the perfect out. You were almost a quarter of the way done with this miserable season. The end was near. You just had to suck it up with Flacco for a couple more weeks. And then once you were like 0-9 or 0-10, there you go. James Morgan gets a six-game audition. Your draft class, you, you won't, the league won't be contacting you saying, hey, this isn't, this isn't the NBA where they're calling teams for tanking. All right? There it was. The Jets would have 0% chance of winning a football game if James Morgan was the quarterback. You saw the Jaguars do it until they had to put Gardner Minshew back in there. 
All right. They played Jake Lutton, or I think is I'm mm-hmm. pronouncing his name correctly, or and Mike Lennon. Oh my God, man. Just Douglas should have seen this. There's the only person to blame for all this is Joe Douglas. You can't yeah. blame as much as we hate Gase and can't stand looking at him. You can't blame the guy for wanting to win a football game and not have Owen 16 attached to his name because he'll probably be black. He'll probably be blackballed from the league, regardless if the team went Owen 16. But Owen 16 would just make him that much more of an <laughs> of an embarrassment. So yeah. you can't blame the players. Because they get paid oh. to win, and they have to put good tape. Whatever. That's all. Bull- that's all BS. All right. I really don't care about any of that. Good for them. It is what it is. Um, there's probably about like five to six players that you really want to see do well. Yeah. Is there anyone? Do we really care how Brashad Perriman looks? No. How Chris Herndon looks? A tiny bit. <laughs> no, not at all. He's toast. Not at all. No, but. Not I don't. Know. I don't, don't want to see. I don't want to see Chris Herndon look good because it's just ridiculous. Because what? What's he going to do? Have a have a good game or two, and then make us think that hey, oh, Chris Herndon with the right coach. No, the excuses are over for these guys, man. You can blame Gase all you want, but oh my god, so preventable and so typical yeah. Jets. Typical. I mean, I was. I'm not gonna lie. I was scared from the. The beginning of that game when they were up 10 nothing, I was like, there is no way. What did what in the world did Sean McVay say to the Rams in the locker room before this game? What in the world happened? I was really nervous when the game was over, to be completely honest. I, I thought that I thought the whole time that the Rams were gonna come back and win this game. I mean, because the Rams I the are whole time. light years better than the Jets, so I thought like this thing's not done until that it, the clock strikes zero in the fourth quarter and it's and then of course how calling. many Yeah. How many long Cam Akers runs had to get called back as a holding? Beats him for the touchdown. Oh, wait, there's a flag. (laughs) And the Higby touchdown. And they're throwing the ball down the field. I don't know if you saw that, like the replay of that play when they took that last shot on, I think it was fourth down. There was players open that would have gotten the first down. And then, I don't know if you, I don't know if you remember this, but this goes really under the radar too. What the hell was that play call on third down where they kicked the field goal? They threw a screen, a screen. (laughs) You have this high-powered offense against rookie corners out there. You're throwing screen yeah. passes. Terrible. Jared Goff played a terrible game. Oh, he's brutal. And uh, Braden Mann just had to tackle the guy in the open field, yeah. right? He was gone for a touchdown that would have been typical Jets. And it's typical Jets. You got the punter making tackles like he has many times this year. Absurd. Just absolutely absurd, man. There was I don't care what anybody tells me, man. There was nothing to feel good about from yesterday's game. Oh, nothing. absolutely. None of this not. matters, man. Exactly. It's what so short sighted. That yeah. game means absolutely nothing. Nothing. But, and these fans <laughs> Yeah. And these fans just want to say, Oh, we don't want to be attached to Owen sixteen. We you're not a real fan if you root against your team to win. Okay. We're not rooting against our team to win. We're rooting against our team to win for a couple of weeks so we don't have to do this again this is ever yeah fans who say that i I would i would say they're not the real fans because we're we want a good team and the best and biggest step to having a good team is getting the number one pick yeah and and if i have to hear from guys that have been a jet for 10 minutes like makai becton okay he didn't make the pro bowl i got news for you man there's nobody on this team that deserves any accolade they're, they're, they should have went 0-16. This is a 1-13 football team. What the hell do you need a reward award for? 
hundred percent. And I don't, I don't blame Akai for those comments. He's a young player. He obviously wants to win, but the comments about real Jets fans, like uh, when you're going to lose, we want, we want what's best for the franchise. We'll be yeah. here. We were here before you and we'll be here after you. We want what's best for the franchise here. Makai, you want the, you want our, you want the fans to, uh, root for your team to win why don't you stay healthy for an entire game all right you, you i mean let's just call it how it is bro ridiculous maybe if you were out it's just win games just win maybe if you weren't 0-13 we yeah. wouldn't be out here uh hoping for losses this is the kind of measures we have to resort to as fans of a franchise that hasn't been to the playoffs in 10 years okay yeah. hasn't had a winning season uh, in what five years now is it? it is 2015 yeah okay not even close to a winning season that has had terrible ownership our entire life terrible decision makers our entire life terrible coaches and for the most part terrible players so Makai let, let's just settle down all right because I, I remember when Jamal Adams was saying all was was saying oh I'm going to shift the culture this that and then look at him now so let, let let the Jet fans that have been fans for their entire life uh act how they want Makai. Yep. And something very Jets is, is I think it'll be the first time in 50 years that two teams will finish with one win. We think. Yeah. Hopefully. I mean, hopefully not actually, but we think Yeah, if the first time in 50 years, if your team wins one game, you usually get the number one pick. Yeah. It's just, it, it, my God, man. It's like our, all of our hopes and dreams are just flushed down the toilet. Everything changes. And it wasn't just losing Trevor Lawrence. It was the prospects of finding that coach, the the candidates. You could literally take that can, that candidate list and just shrink it in less than half. Yeah. You're looking at bottom-of-the-barrel candidates. You're not wrong. You're 100% right. And this notion that Sam Darnold is going to be – is attractive – to coaching candidates is hysterical, absolutely yeah. hysterical. We're going to get into what what we what we want to do, assuming we have the second overall pick now. Um, but Sam Darnold is not part of the selling point here. All right, I don't want to scare candidates away by saying, "Hey, we we got to keep Darnold here." If someone qualified wants to come in here and do something different, you need to be all ears. They should not have to hitch their wagons to Sam Darnold. That's could not be that couldn't be said any better absolutely not and it's about time we have a gm that picks his coach and we have a coach that picks their quarterback absolutely and and if you have a coach that comes in here and says hey this darnold guy i could work with him we could we could do some things we could you know play around a little bit with our draft capital okay fine by me but it's time to get a clear direction of this franchise enough of the adam gase retreads enough of veterans that have seen better days enough of all that what a terrible day yesterday. I'm still disgusted. I'm still disgusted. I'm still processing everything. I still have hope for Minshew to have just one last miracle in his in his bones. That is that is also true because Mitch Trubisky is also not very good at what he does for a living. I know the last couple of weeks he's been okay, but you know, it yeah. it's Mitch Trubisky. Exactly. At and the end due. of the day. He's due. He's due. He's due. And the Jaguars, Marone saying how they're playing a win. And the mayor today for Jacksonville was coming out saying how big of a loss that was. That that screamed some bad yeah. karma from the football gods. That's it's it's crazy how different stuff is in New York. Like, could you imagine if the New York mayor tweeted that? 
Oh, it would be it would be all over the headlines. The Blasio you, tweeting, thank you, Jaguars. <laughs> yeah. It, it would it would just be a national joke. Dude, they were talking about the Jets losing or win excuse me, winning yesterday, but losing out potentially on Trevor Lawrence on a nationally televised football game yesterday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like why are you talking about a team that just won its first game on a nationally televised game? which you flexed into being a nationally televised game because you thought it would be competitive. Brutal, That's man. Just that narrative will always stay there. And Douglas, oh. you, you had a chance, Douglas, and you failed miserably. Yeah, it'll never fail. And the same memes used when we blew the game against the Raiders are the same memes being used now when we win against a team like the Rams. Dude, I just can't get over these fans that are just so excited about how the team played yesterday. They want to go... <laughs> Oh, there's so much to be encouraged about. Dude, no one's going to remember this. No one's going to remember how any of, the, any of the guys played today. They're going to remember Frank Gore and his, you know, fist pumps at the end of the game and how we pe- possibly, probably missed out on a generational talent. That's it. Yeah. The only I'll, thing that will be remembered. There's, yeah, honestly, there's no way you could be a true fan of the Jets and be happy about that one. There's just no way. No, it really, unless you're like an old, like, you know, I don't want to call anyone old because of their age, but unless you're like really old school and, you know, you have certain views and value, I don't know. I <laughs> yeah, feel like I mean, it's more of a younger crowd kind of thing, but. No, definitely. No one wants to go 0-16. We can all agree on that, but there were, there were bigger things at stake here. Dude, aren't people just sick and tired of losing? Exactly. And just every single <laughs> season. Would- just being the embarrassment of the league. Why can't we have one of the top quarterbacks in the league with, with, the, with the head coach that knows what the hell he's doing? And we have a direction. We come up with our own way. We're always, I don't know, we're always trying to emulate how other teams do things. We're always trying to be like the Ravens and the Patriots. We always hire these guys from there. Why can't we just establish our own way of business with our own people and just do it from there? It's about time we do. We've been saying it forever. We've been waiting forever. It's getting uh, it's getting worrisome. Yeah, and I hope those fans that were so happy we won yesterday have a great, great time next year. And we're getting our asses kicked from goalpost to goalpost because we have a quarterback that still makes the same stupid mistakes that he made since his rookie year. Oh, but it might be the coach's fault again next year. Or it might be the, the talent. But everyone seemed to tell me how great Prashad Perriman was when he's healthy. Or Denzel yeah. Mims is this uncovered gem, even though we could have had Chase Claypool in the second round of the draft. Yeah, I mean, we both knew the coach was a huge part of the future of the Jets, but now, with or without Trevor, they had to get that right. But that that is really the first huge step in turning this thing around. Yeah, you could throw names like, uh, well, Bill Cowher certainly out the window, even though it, you know, it was nice while it lasted. You could throw him out the window. You could throw... Matt Campbell out the window. You could throw Brian Dable out the window. And you could probably throw Joe Brady out the window. So the four best possible candidates for this job, just kiss them goodbye. Yeah. Huge effect that had winning that game, man. Yeah. So I hope everybody enjoys, like, Greg Roman in here coaching this football team next year. Or Arthur Smith. Or... Any other names that probably would not have been hired for any other job, they will be here next year, assuming things don't break our way in the next two weeks.
Yeah, you're not wrong, man. Things just got a lot harder. Yeah, and we're just being honest here, folks. I, we really hope we're wrong. We really hope, uh, like uh, Brian Dable says, I, I want to come to the Jets. We hope we're wrong. That's that's the whole big thing of this program is we want to be wrong when we think bad things are happening or we don't agree with something. We want to be proven wrong because we're so sick and tired of losing and being yeah. embarrassed for being a fan of this football team. We don't have any agendas. This isn't Brian Costello tweeting about how Gase is, uh, you know, very happy how his team won and how he's sticking it. To, you could tell they're all buddy, buddy. He's got an agenda to push. Hundred percent. And Gase knows that he's sticking to the Jets fans because God knows how much we truly dislike him. He knows exactly what he did. He's smiling ear for ear, ear to ear, and it's just sickening. Yeah. And Douglas let that buffoon run amok and set this franchise back even further than he's already set it back. You're absolutely right. Gase, Gase definitely set this franchise back a con- considerable amount of time. I don't really put that fully on Douglas because it wasn't his hire, but it's just so brutal. The whole situation is just very, very tough. But we, but we talked about it. He could have stepped in and put an end to all this Gase nonsense. Or, I don't know, maybe you should have fired this buffoon eight weeks ago. Yeah, I agree. There's, there was really no reason for him to be here besides to lose games, and he won a game. <laughs> typical, typical, typical. Well, the good news is he will be unemployed in two weeks. I've never taken pride for anybody being unemployed except for him. He, I hope he never works ever again. Oh, he... Uh, ever. Someone, you know, eh, I don't know. I have no yeah. sympathy towards him. I 100% agree. He deserves to be on uh, unemployment. I mean, he doesn't deserve another job in the NFL, but he will get one. But it's insane how he's a coach of an NFL franchise. He is beyond the most incompetent coach I've ever seen. He should be banned from American football. That's how incompetent he is. Yeah. I don't see a reason why not. He is brutal. So... He's gone, thank the Lord. But there's a very strong chance, in all likelihood, we have the number two overall pick in this NFL draft. We could go a whole different ways with this pick. We could take Justin Fields. We could take Zach Wilson. We could take Trey Lance. We could keep Sam Darnold and trade down at two. Or we could take the uh, the Oregon offensive lineman uh, Panay Sewell. I think I'm pronouncing it right. Who I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that everyone labels as this can't miss tackle prospect. Um, what are we thinking? Just it sucks because exactly. option the first option was a trillion times better than any of these, and yep. we ruined it. First option is not even close to being like even close to other options. No. Uh. It's very brutal. I mean, I'm leaning towards we got to turn the page on Sam. Uh, my brain is still scrambled. You know, we were not expecting to lose this game on Sunday by any stretch of the imagination. Or when. It feels like we lost, but yes. Yeah. Yes, when. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, it's just I'm leaning towards turning the page on Sam, maybe trade back. Uh, I got to watch more of the uh, Justin Fields, Wilsons, and Trey Lance of the world, but it's, it's a lot. It's a lot to process. So wait, wait, hold on, hold on. If you're trade, if so, you're moving on from Sam and still trading back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how's that going to work though? 
Uh, do, so where do you think? Where do, what do you think if you're trading back? Who you do realize someone's trading up to take a quarterback, though, right? Uh, I mean, I'm not. It depends who you want. Like I have to. Justin Fields is projected to go second quarterback off the board after Trevor. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of him. I haven't seen too much of them. Like I'm not gonna lie, I haven't seen too much of any of these quarterbacks. Trey Lance excites me. Wilson from BYU. I just I have to hone in on the one guy I want, but it seems like at two, Wilson or Lance is definitely a reach. So we could maybe trade back to ten, get one of those guys. Fifteen. I know Trey Lance is projected but, a little later than that. But if you're running a football team and you love a guy, just take him at two. There's no need to fool yeah. around, and that's what clown teams do. All right? I wouldn't have a problem with that. Yeah, then you take him at two. But it may surprise you. I think I would run it back with Sam Darnold again for a year, then take one of these guys. I think the Clemson-Ohio Clemson State game could certainly change my mind and a lot of other people's minds because Justin Fields has looked terrible against any competent football team he's played against this year. Just how it is. Mm-hmm. But I'm sorry, I can't move on from Sam Darnold at 23 when we don't know what the hell Trey Lance is. We don't know what Zach Wilson is. Kyle Trask is older than Sam Darnold and is probably on a better football team than Sam Darnold is right now. Um, Mac Jones is for sure on a better offense than Sam Darnold is right now. <laughs> so you combine all that and you combine it with possibly trading back from the second spot. If I stay there, um, not, not if I stay there, I would stay there and I would take that offensive lineman. You pair him up with Makai Becton. You take another interior offensive lineman, maybe sign a Joe Tooney in free agency. And before you know it, lo and behold, the offensive line is of the upper echelon of offensive lines in football. That's a starting point. And you give Darnold some type of chance because he was given no chance. As much as we want to kill Sam and we know that it's not all on his supporting cast or the coaching staff, he was really given zero chance to succeed this year. He's just really, really underperformed this year. We didn't expect him to perform great, but we didn't expect him to look this bad. Wouldn't wouldn't you agree? Hundred percent. I just don't but, want another like arranged marriage, you know? Why but it's not an arranged marriage because the thing is, if you bring in a Justin Fields or a Zach Wilson or a Trey Lance you kind of have the same problem. So why not accumulate more picks for a guy that kind of needs a little bit of guidance rather than – you get what I'm saying here? I feel like if you take one of those guys, you're putting lipstick on a pig. You're not really solving the problem. And if Sam really is that terrible next year, you move off of him. But guess what? We have a roster, and the next guy we bring in here with another draft – is going to have that much more of a chance to succeed. This football team is terrible, bro. And it's not like you're getting Trevor Lawrence in here that's going to make all those terrible things look a little bit better. And he's going to attract these coaches that are going to hide the deficiencies of the football team. Now, you kind of have to build this the overall roster as opposed to no. another quarterback that has holes in his game. Yeah, I mean... As bad as the team is, Sam really hasn't shown too much this year. His best, he, he's looked his best his rookie year yeah. before Gase got his greasy hands on him. But I don't know. I, just, I really want to turn the page. It's very tough. 
And it's about time that we pick our quarterback that's the third, fourth quarterback taking a draft, like a, dare I say, Patrick Mahomes. It's about time we nail quarterback pick. We took the second quarterback, though, in the draft already, and everyone thought— and we got it wrong. We got it we, wrong. It's time to turn the page. I get it, but what if we get it wrong again, bro? That's, that's the draft. You got to keep throwing darts until you get it. But then, but then, guess what? We get it wrong again. What do we do? Draft another one with a, another terrible football team around him? I mean, that's what I think will happen. If we go the keep Sam Root route, let's say we take the offensive tackle from Oregon— Sam's terrible. We're back in the same spot. We got to pick a quarterback. Not what at if all. If he doesn't turn out, there you go. We're back not, in the same spot. You're not back in the same spot. Because I mean, the, the team's better, but the team we still is need a quarterback. Substantially better. If we still need a quarterback. Yeah, you still need a quarterback. But the thing is, the next guy you bring in here, maybe he's not as shot as Darnold is, and his transition to the NFL is a lot smoother. He has more of a shot of working out here than Sam did. I feel like whoever you take out of the draft has more of a shot than Sam, honestly. Do do we? But do you know that for a fact? No, I'm just I'm willing but to take that risk. You know, Trevor saying? Lawrence, we knew for a fact. Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, yeah. He, it, it's just, yeah, that was a fact. He would succeed with any coaches in pretty much any situation. He's supposed to be that good. We don't know that about these other guys. Do we? And we don't know that about Sam. So why not keep what we have in house, but we're not paying him anything? and see what the hell we have, and build the football team. <laughs> it's You have to go in a whole just, different direction, man. You can't bring in Zach Wilson and say, hey, be the savior. You're coming from BYU. No, I, I just want to build with our quarterback, honestly. I just want to turn the page. You got a young quarterback in here. Build the team the right way. Take another high draft pick uh, for the, to solve the offense. You know, go all in on the offense like we've been saying, and just – Pair that coach with the quarterback he wants. And if that coach wants Sam, I'm cool with that. Let's roll. So you wouldn't be beside yourself to see the Jets trade Sam Darnold to the Colts, the Steelers, um, the Vikings, and the and Jets NFC. draft and the and the Jets draft Justin Fields, and Justin Fields is not working out and he's terrible. And let's say Sam Darnold figures it out elsewhere and takes them to the playoffs. It's you possible. wouldn't. You wouldn't be mad. It's possible, no matter what happens. I mean, I want the best for Sam, but I don't want him on a AFC team. That's for sure. But you. But my whole thing is, if you're the Jets, you cannot take that risk, man. That would. That's a PR nightmare. If it was Trevor Lawrence, no one will fault you. But you can't. If you have to debate who the second best quarterback is in this draft, I feel like you can't make that risk. You. It's just simply too risky for you. When it's not like this team is a quarterback away either. They're terrible. They're, you, you're borderline winless for a reason. That's, that's all the top picks in the draft. You know, they're, they're searching for their bad teams that need a quarterback. That, yeah, but usually, sometimes you get those teams that are picking the top of the draft. They're really not that bad. Like the 49ers a couple of years ago mm-hmm, when they yeah. picked Bosa second overall, they weren't that bad. But we're, we are that bad. <laughs> exactly. So that's what I'm saying. I don't think Zach Wilson or Fields solves our problems. I feel like now that you miss out on Trevor Lawrence, you kind of have to change your plan. You can't just go, okay, we're just gonna another, we're just gonna get another young quarterback in here. And I've been hard on Sam, as you have this year too. It's not so much as Darnold; it's more about how I kind of want this football team to be built and how I want a more of a solid foundation rather than 
okay, let's take another inexperienced guy, throw him to the Wolves. He sucks. We'll just get another guy in here and do the same thing. Why not, why not build the foundation of the team and then bring in a young guy? So he actually has some things to work with. I definitely, I definitely do get it. I do. And then in the process of building it, maybe Sam works out, and then you cross that off the list. Maybe he does. I mean, very little hope left in the tank for Sam. I always wanted him to work out. We'll see what happens. I mean, there's a lot of decisions to be made. Yeah, I, I, to me, there's about like five to six foundational pieces here. I would say there's Becton, Quinnen Williams, who, by the way, another great game from Quinnen Williams yesterday. All over the place, yeah. I, I, I was wrong, and I'm happy to, like <laughs> we were talking about before, I'm very happy to be wrong. Um, yeah. Bryce Hall might be a starter next year. Yeah, really nice interception yesterday. I was happy for him. Not gonna lie, I, I was. Even exactly. though I was like, and one thing we've maintained over the season is we don't want to win, but we want to see the young guys just play well. And yeah. of course, they just feed Frank Gore over and over and over. Twenty-five carry, twenty-five touches for Frank Gore. Twenty-five. Anyway, we have Denzel Mims, who I think is a starting receiver. Yeah. Marcus May, who better be re-signed. I mean, if you're the Rams, what the hell are they doing on that? That's who you throw the ball at? The one good player the Jets have in the secondary. That's who's getting the ball. That's who you're throwing at to decide the game. But they have a few pieces, man, where if they just they have to get the coaching hire right. Period. Yeah. Starts with that. Gun to your head. Who's the head coach next year? Gun to my head. Who is the head coach next year? Not who you want, who you think. Yeah, who I think is going to. So you have to think somebody somewhat incompetent or exactly. has failed somewhere. <laughs> Not a hot name, let's say. Let's put it that way. Oh, no. Dude, the yeah. hot names. Get, get <laughs> out of here. No shot. I mean, Joe Douglas does know some guys, but gun to my head, I'll just say Arthur Smith. <laughs> just a very blah hire compared to who he could have gone. Dude. And in this notion of Joe Douglas's draft class being this phenomenal success, you would think that the, our fans are talking like <laughs> we're the saints of drafting. Like we found Michael Thomas in the second round, or Alvin Kamara in the fourth round, or Pro Bowl guards left and right in the, on day three of the draft. What, what are these people like watching? Yeah, Becton's had a couple of good games, and he's also missed a decent amount of time. Mims, another one has had some good moments. You would think he's like this kid. What would have happened if he was performing like this kid Claypool was for the Steelers? They'd be, they'd be ready to <laughs> anoint them into the hall. All right, he's had a couple yeah. of good catches. Yeah. But they don't even – they don't, they don't target him enough. That's one of, the, just one of yeah. the big problems with the team. Yeah, that's true. This Ashton Davis guy, as far as I'm concerned, he's a disappointment. Oh, the, yeah, for sure. Cameron Clark. I, I had someone arguing with me the other day when – I was watching the Sunday night game. I saw that uh, Nick Harris guy come in and fill in for the Browns yeah. at, 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 uh, at guard. They picked him in the fifth round this year. We drafted Cameron Clark in the fourth round and a third-string quarterback in the fourth round. We, we couldn't have used that guy. Cameron Clark can't even get on the field. He's cutting the grass in practice with Morgan. Yep, and Donovan Peoples-Jones out here making an impact for the Browns too. Another guy. But don't worry. The fact that Cameron Clark hasn't played yet, and uh, Morgan, who the hell cares, but – 
Cameron Clark hasn't played yet. We don't know what he is yet. We got we to gotta get – well, I got news <laughs> for you people. He's not playing for a reason. So there's people being there's, – there's players drafted after him that are playing. So what – Jeff fans crack me up, man. Every pick is the best. All of our guys are great. <laughs> I mean, the draft definitely needs more time to see exactly what we got. But I do like some of the, some of the players out of it for sure. Yeah, they they look like good play, but they don't look like they're changing life for us. You know I mean, they can't. The, the the team is so bad. The coaching is so bad. The quarterback play is so bad. It's very hard to mess up the 11th overall pick. Yeah, no, that is true. You're in, it you're, is the Jets, but yeah. Yeah, you're picking from a very talented group of people. But I'm sorry. Denzel Mims looks like a good player. There's no knock against him. I hope he's the next Jerry Rice, Randy Moss. But... The Jets could have drafted, I'll say it again, Chase Claypool. They could have drafted three running backs that would have been significant improvements than LaMichael P. Ryan was this year. You could have drafted J.K. Dobbins. You could have drafted Cam Akers. And you could have drafted the kid from Washington, Antonio Gibson. Yeah. Or better, yeah. It's just so tough to evaluate, like... What if Mims was on the Steelers? You know what I'm saying? Who knows what he would be? Who knows what Claypool would be here? Yeah, that is true. But right now, we just got got a clean house coaching staff-wise. I mean, sound like broken records, but it really just needed a new slate. I know J.K. Dobbins would have worked out here. Think so? But this is just, uh, God, it's just depressing, man. There's no other way around yeah. it. And it was the Rams too. Like we were not we were expecting a smooth sailing Sunday, sailing right into 0-14. I really thought they had zero percent chance of winning this game. Yeah, zero. If, if you go back listen to our last podcast, we both gave them zero percent. I said absolutely not. They have no chance. Uh Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey were just irrelevant yesterday. You wouldn't I didn't know they played. Where did what where did they where did McVay take them? Did they go to the club like go partying the whole night before? What oh man, what was the game? They might have been looking I they were probably looking ahead to Seattle this week. That probably determines their division. But you're still probably right. Yeah, you wanna be con- right. you wanna be con- you wanna be considered a Super Bowl contender? You lose to the winless Jets, really? <laughs> and I like their team, like so far this year, the defense is looking pretty good golf has been okay golf looked terrible like i i couldn't believe that was the la rams i hope they don't win a game for the rest of the year oh no absolutely no. not <laughs> i i used to like them not anymore oh, they, they're they're dead to me sean mcveigh's on my hit list yeah he's he's not he's he's uh god but sean it's christmas week <laughs> We hopefully we think we have a, a very losable game on Sunday. I don't know what the hell to believe anymore. Um, I'm gonna change something up right now. Uh, I, I, the way we end this this program here, instead of as always, go Jets. We're gonna do as momentarily. Yep. Go Jags. Duvall, 100%. Gardner Minshew, Duvall, Doug Marone, Manish Meta. Give Manish Meta one last hurrah. Yes. You know, you got two games left to probably as head coach. One more for Manish. Yeah, just pull one off. Uh, 
Jags fans and a lot of fans are dancing on our graves right now. It's it's time that uh, we do some dancing. Yep. So um, hopefully here's to more losses. We have one more show left of 2020. If I'm reading my count. Yeah, okay. So next week is technically 2020. And uh, hopefully we're meeting next week on better terms. Hopefully we come back here and we're, we get a Christmas miracle. We lose, number one. Number two, Jags pull through, and they beat Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, that's all we can Not do good. is hope. That's all we can do. But, Sean, Merry Christmas, buddy. It's been a pleasure. And momentarily, <laughs> go Jags. <laughs>